Merry Christmas, listeners. Welcome to the global exclusive podcast. Wait, shit, did I just offend a bunch of people by saying Merry Christmas? Of course not everyone listening to us celebrates Christmas. Are there any other holidays around this time of year? Uh, Probably. Okay, sorry if I offended anyone. Uh, Welcome to the global exclusive podcast that is about the Christmas event in FFBE with Sinzar and Dream. Hey! I don't think people are actually offended by Christmas. What's up? Yeah, are you sure though? Like, okay, but maybe not, maybe not. Maybe I'm just overreacting. Okay, so um, thank you, Sinzar, for joining us, because I think this is going to be a very interesting discussion about this cow. It's a bit different, so that's going to be really interesting to hear about your struggles to become rank one. Oh yeah, this is the hardest one we've had for a long time. I feel like you say that for many cows, but maybe that's because they do get like progressively harder. I mean, we've had clashes that are hard for one reason or another. This one is like just hard, period, to even kill with the modifiers turned on. Right, right. Okay, but that's going to be it's super interesting like to talk probably about. probably most difficult since like Thranator? Thranator? Because I feel like most of the ones since then have been pretty basic. Uh, you see, the thing is, most clashes are hard in one category. For example, Thranator was like, if I remember correctly was hard to survive, but it was easy to damage cap. Or maybe it's like easy to damage cap, but hard to survive. This is hard to everything. It's hard to survive. It's hard to damage cap. The units to even bring are the most narrow we have ever had in the game. Uh, it's, it's in my opinion, it's not tuned very well. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a nasty one. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I was a bit surprised, honestly. So we were already talking about cows, so let's just keep going. But I was a bit surprised because normally we're used to having the premium unit of or the banner unit play a much bigger role in the cow itself. And I honestly don't feel Ayaka does that that well. Oh, I mean, not to call you out, but you are so wrong. I will oh. be sh- absolutely shocked if we ever see a rank one not using Ayaka on this month. I think she is beyond critical for this Clash of Wills to get rank one. She is so incredibly important for this. But is that like is that only because she is a very, very strong mage? Or is that because I, I don't see anything in her kit? It's yeah, I don't it's know. because it's because we have literally two DPS that are viable for this clash and Ayaka can't do it by herself. That's the end of it. So you're right, going to need okay. Ayaka and you're going to need Olive. If you don't have both of those, like I said, it might happen and it probably will, but I will be very surprised to see a rank one clear that doesn't involve both Ayaka and Olive at the same time. Maybe, maybe with the near team that uses some super big brain strategy to get around the defense penalty, but it's it's going to be surprising if that happens. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But it was what I thought. So so it's because she's just one of the or she she's a very viable damage dealer uh for, for the cow. It, it's not that she has a supporting kit that does so much with the boss's yeah. mechanics. It, it's almost purely because of the defense break punish. Yeah. 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 We only have two, you know, meta relevant mages, and that's now Yaka and Olive. And it would be Golbez, but yeah. we can't bring Golbez. He is literally hard locked out of the fight, he cannot come. Why is that? Because he has a preemptive five-turn undispellable full break. That means if you put Golbez on your party, the boss will be full broken for five turns. You have to survive five turns of enrage mode 
And I don't think that's possible. I think that is literally impossible. Oh, okay, okay, right. That that's a shame. That's a shame. I mean, you forgot like the the Freyevia is a magic DPS. Why why didn't you mention Freyevia Sinzar? Oh, she's she's important too, but not really for her damage. Her damage is pretty low. She is not she's she contributes, but she's not contributing to the she's not like a core part of the damage it's thing. And I think Freyevia yeah. could be replaced. Now she is very, very good for this because she pairs with Ayaka magnificently. I used her, I think. I think just about every rank one so far has used her. Um, but I feel like she is not a requirement, even though she's very good for it. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So so um, we, we've been talking all over the place. And, and since we are already on the topic of Cal, let's actually yeah, talk a bit about it then. Let's just change our schedule and do Clash first instead of at the end. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, that, that's perfectly fine. I think this is the most interesting thing to talk about anyway. And we're going to touch on some of the units anyway. So Sinzar. Tell us a bit about what is it that makes this difficult then? Oh, we're going to be here a while. Okay, now I'll try <laughs> to keep it brief. Um, okay, so first of all, like I mentioned, uh, you can't defense break the boss. Now, you technically can, but if you do, he goes into enrage mode. He does basically double damage, and he's already doing so much damage just by default that it's extremely hard to survive. Now, if you double that because he's enraged, I mean, good luck. Right. Um. So you can't, you can't break defense, even if you can break defense. And there are super, super gimmicky cheese ways to get around that and still break defense and, and work with it. It's very action inefficient. I tried it. I couldn't get it to work. I'm going to try more. I can probably figure it out. But e even if you do break defense, the boss has innately higher defense than spirit. It's kind of like a dark vision sub boss. He is low spirit, high defense, and you can't even break the defense without some enormous, enormous effort. Um, which pretty much says mage only. Like I said, one of the best mages in the game, Golbez, you can't bring him because he gets your party killed. Right. right. Um, you, you can't really bring Onion Knight because he just doesn't, he, he gears poorly anyway. He can't gear for these killers. His damage is going to be very bad. Like Roberta, um, uh, Friervia and all, their damage is just relatively low. You can bring them and they, they can put in work, but again, the only ones that are going to really contribute meaningfully to get into that damage cap is Ayaka and Olive. Right. Those two deal really high. And even Olive isn't super high damage here. It's mostly Ayaka, which is to be expected because of Turk Clash. Um, so right away, your damage dealers are very, very limited. Now, I have EX2 Ayaka, basically, I would say probably best in slot gear. Um, EX3 Olive, EX3 Freevia, um, probably best in slot gear for them as well. Premiums, this is the everything. brag episode for Sinzar's roster. Welcome, this everyone. Is, no, this is this is the copium episode because I took so many attempts to hit that. I had to fight variants to get a damage cap, and it barely happened. I did like I did like two point six, and that was really? a near flawless variant. Oh, it's but but then it is it's hard. But it I mean, when you're really describing hard. it like this, uh, 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 you know, a friend point summon like me is <laughs> is definitely not gonna even try to. Uh, I, I so, don't know. To put this into perspective, for the past like six months, by the end of the first 24 hours, usually the rank one you know scoreboard is all rank ones on the first day, and they're more than 100. At the current time, like 35 hours later, we've got like nine. And wow. until until I posted a video, we had literally two. Uh, Ubonic did his own rank one. I did one. I posted a video. And then we had like seven more that were the exact same team as me, um, which, wow. is, which is awesome that people use guides and all. But it was basically like, you know, some some big whales that literally copied my guide point for point and got a rank one as well. That's basically it. 
So this this clash is insane. And I talked about how hard it is the damage cap. On top of that, the boss deals completely ridiculously insanely high damage. And this is if you don't break his defense. If you do, it's just game over. Right. But his damage is so absurdly high, and it does physical and magical damage. And it's RNG on top of that. So and like, they're both AoE like, to add maybe. AoE. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so just as an example, his kick ability, uh, Gumdrop Kick, does with full mitigation, racial mitigation, 85 general mit, everything, does something like 25,000 damage to your DPS. He can do up to like seven or eight of these a turn depending on RNG. Mm. So Sounds delicious. You can't even, even five-stack Mirage because he's he sometimes going to do like, I'm going to do seven of these. You know, I'm going to... You're going to mirage five of them. The sixth one's going to hit your party and gut you. The seventh one's going to kill you. And even if you do guts, he follows it up with like six more uh, peppermint needles. These are like 100 damage fixed attacks. This was put in literally just to say, if you guts the attack, we're going to deal you 100 damage just to kill you off to make sure you're <laughs> Assholes. It's, it's so, it's, it's, I, oh my God, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. And, and heard Christmas pitches. Sorry, what did you well, say, Merry Christmas, bitches. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but one thing I do understand is is a tool in this fight, uh, and is a tool at least for everyone that's just casually clearing uh, 99, is that the boss does have two thresholds on which he doesn't do any actions at all, right? Yes, yes. He threshold locks at 70% as well as at, um, at 30%. Um, now, the majority, the majority of the danger is in phase one. Because in phase one, almost all the damage is non-elemental and it will decimate your party. The silver lining here is if you can get out of phase one somewhat quickly, phase two and three are sort of less dangerous. Um, sort of. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's still very dangerous because of the RNG factor, but it's not as bad as phase one. Yeah, but, but you still said, like, despite all of the survival issues that you're facing, you were still... RNGing fucking variants just to actually get the cap, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Be because <laughs> on top of everything, just like Raphaelesia, the boss will spam heal itself. And like a big burst turn is doing like, after multiple turns of setup, is doing like 25 to 30% of the boss's health. He's healing 10% a turn. And you can't do these three turns set up enormous burst turns every round. So, yeah, even if you – just killing the boss is a challenge because he threshold locks and then he starts healing for 10% around. It's, 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 it's so crazy. That, is, that sounds insane. Like, honestly, <laughs> it, it sounds insane. Uh, I, I was I – was, I mean, I understand that your clear kind of uses Kresnik to get those three turns of zero physical damage so that you can cross that threshold quickly, Right. Yes, exactly. And, and then the, real quick, the, the last cherry on top, the last cherry on top, if you stall in the same phase for four turns in a row, he just basically, it, you, game over. Because he stops, he unavoidably stops your whole team and you're you wiped. So, what the fuck? Yeah, okay, so, so it's actually a race again. Well, okay, okay, hold on. This is a very interesting design, but I am a bit afraid that... Um, like, it's too restrictively implemented, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh, absolutely. I 100% agree. Like I said, 
I will be very surprised if anyone caps without Ayaka and Olive on the team. It's yeah. probably going to happen, but it's going to be the minority. Yeah, but would you would you like also agree that the actual design is interesting, kind of you know forcing you as a race against the clock to keep hitting those thresholds in order to survive? That was that was quite a like to me that was quite an interesting idea. Yes, yes, the overall design of the boss is very very cool. The names are thematic. The 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 mechanic. Of like he actually says, catch me if you can, and you kind of kind of like a race. You've got to beat him. It's very very cool. It's just the number tuning is a little off. He does right, too yeah. much damage on the attacks. The RNG that he can spam up to seven of them in the same turn, which just will just body your entire team, is is off. Like he should have a cap on his attacks per turn, and the defense spirit should be a little lower because I don't think it should be this extremely hard to damage cap with literally the brand new unit. And it's still almost very, very hard to cap. Right, right. It sort of sounds like this would be a much better clash if it was just like almost the same, but all of its stats were like two thirds or three quarters of what they are. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, maybe not that much, but it it should definitely be lower than what it currently is. Okay. Well, I mean, I I hear what you're saying. I mean, what you're describing sounds very scary. Um, I I haven't done any serious attempts yet. I I did try to, like, I, you know, okay, so here is how this boss is going to fuck you. I'm just going to share my experience then. Because I was like, okay, so I'm going to do a Regina clear, obviously, right? I just got a Yaka. I have to do a fucking Regina clear. Um, So I'm like, well, this is going to be easy. All I need to do is survive for five turns um, and then, or sorry, survive for four turns and then I'll just, you know, destroy him with regina and i was so fucking wrong <laughs> like i died on turn one it's like nothing oh yeah like Re- regina's problem of like bursting once and then the tank is empty that's not super great for this kind of clash especially if this has three thresholds or or you got to burst three times yeah. to finish them off so that's not favored for regina yeah and, and like where so regina does have her um own imbue and she has the uh, other attack the pentacast one but that only does slightly more damage than olive's pentacast one which still does less damage than olive's lb so yeah and that's of course without morale mods i mean olive is obviously doing more damage the more you get morale right mm, yeah yeah once once you get uh once you get max morale olive's lb is a uh, 450x plus a 500 focus so it's it's, re- it's really respectable yeah, yeah exactly so okay that's that's a huge shame that's a huge shame i really wanted to try regina out on on this trial but i guess i'm gonna have to wait until next dv to break something re- with regina at least it was easy to cap the vision world with regina so there's that i think i maybe like would have had the units for this clash just looking at the teams that are coming out of it currently but i don't think i have the ex levels especially on the tank front because what I've seen from what I've seen the tank selection is also very limited. Oh, can you tell us a bit about that Cesar? That's a great dream. Yeah, yeah. So because the boss does so ridiculous damage, someone like as an example Maeve who I think her best mitigation is like 60% for the party, uh, it's just not enough. It's not enough. Um Chow, like omni covering because the boss does so excessive damage of both physical and magic. Chow can't really omni cover it, um, you know, and something like Esther. Uh, one of the strategies, and the very first rank one was Eubonic. His strategy was to omni cover with Esther because Esther does have physical racial mitigation for um, Stone and Demon. The problem, I tried it too. The problem with Esther is the magic damage just wrecks her dead. But what Eubonic did, and it's super clever, is he brought Heuncle 
to um, the fight. And Hionko does 85% racial magic mitigation for demon and stone. So that is an extra layer of literally 85 damage reduction versus the boss for magic. That allows Esther to omni-cover all the damage because she has her own double race mitigation for the physical. Hionko gives her the double race mitigation for magical. And that allows you to... Um, Esther too. And it, even he said, even with literally 85% less damage than I was taking with Esther, he said it's still very RNG because Jesus. if the boss decides to do like, you know, four or more uh, minty beams, that's the AOE non-elemental magic, even es Esther dies, even with all this stacked up mitigation. Holy it's shit. that much damage. And okay. yeah, so go ahead. No, but I, I thought just dialing it back then, do you two think it's likely we're going to see a nerf? I mean, it's always possible, but there was an issue report um, a few hours ago, um, like six hours ago, that talked about some issues with the raid and all. And there was no mention of Clash of Wills. And we, we kind of know that, like, they're basically shutting down for the holidays, like, probably already at this point. Yeah. So, there's no maintenance next week. So, yeah. Oh. So, if, so, and so, yeah, they, they hot fixed the raid this morning. They didn't hot fix anything but Clash. So, if it's going to be nerfed, it won't be for the next, like, six days. Uh, so I would say probably not going to happen, but, you know. Okay, yeah. never know. No, I mean, it's in in interesting. It's going to mean that it's almost like one of these uncappable DVs, although this one is capable, but just it's going to be by a minority. Unless, you know, unless somebody pulls some shit out of their ass and, and does some type of cheese strat with, like, Riku or whatever, but it sounds so unlikely given the amount of damage uh, that the boss does and the amount of damage you need to do in order to even kill it. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's hard to, like, I like a challenge, and I think this clash is, it's good that it's challenging, because compared to, like, the last three that have just been, like, sleepwalking, it's, I'm glad it's harder, but, I mean, you know, you know, kind of, like, meet me in the middle somewhere. We don't have to go from automatic free win to we're going to have maybe 15 rank ones out of the entire community, and that's probably it, you know? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I lost you at meet me in the middle. I'm sorry. Oh, I was I was just saying, like, you know... No, 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 that was a dirty joke. I'm sorry, Sinsara. I oh, had to spell <laughs> Dream, why didn't you... Like, yeah. you, you knew this was a dirty joke. Why didn't you speak up? I'm I'm just going to not get between you two. Ooh, ooh, okay. Oh, get it. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. But so this cow really sounds like a interesting concept, but maybe, like you said, Sinsara, overtuned in its numbers, making it... Yeah an ordeal for the players. Um, but hey, I mean, uh, maybe maybe this is how Cow should be. Who knows? Let, let's, let, let's see how the community thinks. I haven't heard anything yet myself uh, about the feelings on, on the difficulty. So let's see. Yeah, it's... Um, but, it's or, or, it seems or let like me ask you two, right? So let me ask you two. What would you prefer? Like, do you prefer when a cow is easily clappable? No. No, because that's basically just like Dark Visions or Vision World. And, you know, the reason people, a lot of people love Vision World because it's free lapis, but taking aside the reward of Vision World, Vision Worlds are boring and they're not very exciting. I know some of them have nostalgia because, oh, we played Final Fantasy VII and it's cool for that reason. But, like, mechanically, Vision Worlds are not fun. It's, they're, they're easy. They're too easy and it's not fun. It's not fulfilling. It's not satisfying. Right. Neither are, like, you know, super easy class, like the Egg Starbreeder or Clash of Wills. I always bring that up as literally the worst one we've ever had because it didn't do anything. The boss was just gimp, and it was not—it was not fun. It's not fun. I enjoy Clash for the challenge and the you know the satisfaction of beating a hard fight, 
And like, if I have to pick last month where the boss, like you, you re-raise the boss and he doesn't do anything or this month where it's so extremely hard, I was ready to flip a table. I'd probably pick this one, but I don't but, really want it this hard either. Right, right. I mean, okay, so you definitely feel this is too high, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you dream. What, uh, like, yeah. what does it sound to you? Um, similar. I probably prefer things a little on the lower end compared to Sinzar. Like, I, I enjoy a complex fight with like lots of moving parts and stuff. But I like these stats to probably be a little more on the lower side so that when you're doing everything right, things are like comfortable. Right. Like a puzzle, right? You like once I mean? you've set the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I get that. I, I can respect that. Like on, yeah, I, I, I don't really have, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Some of the harder ones have been the case where like, even when you're doing everything right, you're still at quite a risk of being killed and things going wrong and stuff. Yeah. Well, I personally just don't like RNG uh, in general. So I don't like kind of what you're saying, Dream. Like, I don't like if I've done everything right, I don't want to be at the mercy of a random number generator wiping my party with seven AOEs, right? That's kind of what I dislike. But on the other hand, I'm a very casual player, so I don't mind if capping is really difficult because I rarely cap. So it just means there is more effort in less mods, which is what I often have to do since I don't have the required EX levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, isn't that isn't that really something that we've lost in Cal? Maybe this is a stupid take, and and you don't like agree with me because both of you are much better players. But, but one thing I feel is that lower cap or like not all modifiers is absolutely worthless in most cows because as as long as you can't get all modifiers, you're gonna be like, well, three thousand ranking at least as a base minimum, right? Like, and it's gonna be higher than that. Um, I, I would like it to still be relevant to do my best, but with less mods, right? So I'm not too opposed to maybe this being the right way of doing it, where yes, with all mods, there's going to be like 12 people in the world that are going to be able to cap it. And then, you know, remove one mod and then you add 500 more people and so on and so on. Yeah, the, the only way to really get like a widespread of player rankings is to make it unshareable. Um, and I don't, I don't really like that idea. Uh, the problem is if it's shareable um, by the end of the two weeks, we are dependent on the tuning, but usually going to have like a thousand plus shared rank ones, um, which does exactly like you said, you turn off one mod immediately. You just drop a thousand plus ranks yeah. because one single mod is not turned on. And um, go ahead. I was going to say, I think ultimately it sort of comes back to what we've been saying at the start, which is that the EX level system is kind of still the worst part of Clash, and things could be much more interesting if, like, say, there were 10 mods and you only needed seven of any seven of them on to get a max score. Yes. Yes. I love this. Yeah, that, that, that would be a really good system. Um, there would still be a meta, like, the you know, the meta pit would be yeah, you turn yeah. on you know, yeah, these that's mods. Fine. Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, maybe, for example, you know, you have been had great luck on DPS units and you just never pull the good magic tank. Well, you could turn on an extra bulk mod and turn off the attack and magic mod, something like exactly. that. And yeah, that's exactly. really awesome more to be able to customize and variety. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, you're just like cool. me and you fucking hate HP locks, so you exchange the HP lock for something that's easier to deal with for you, right? Mm-hmm. 
honestly, I would I, I would lean towards something that like fundamentally changes the fight in that way should probably be a required modifier. Um, just you know, my personal opinion. I, I, no, I, think, I, the variability, I think the variability should be more like that way you can tune your team around it. Yeah, especially if we ever get stuff like um, Thran's advanced AI mod, that like obviously that should be something that you in some way need for rank one or like maybe you need every mod except that one if you're not using it right so. right right no no but but i i love the idea of i mean this is what we've basically talked about even before cow came out like this idea has been floating mm -hmm. around for such a long time about these modifiers and it was always about you know being able to tailor the modifiers to your roster to the units that you you know, have the gear for that you maybe like as well, right? And we never mm -hmm. really got to that point. Yeah, the mm -hmm. fact that at the end of the day, you still need all of them to cap, and and also that the fact that you need at least 16 EX levels to be able to turn them all on is just very restrictive and kind of removes the or any potential benefit of yeah. flexibility that the system could have had. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And before, before we move on from class, let me ask you guys, um, and Dream, you girl, one more thing. Uh, before before we get into it, uh, so how do you feel about this? The way this is this kind of frustrated me a little bit too. The way we just had a triple premium clash banner. We had A two, two B, and the morale upgraded cloud. Three premiums for clash. All three of them are basically unusable in the clash that followed. How do you feel about that? The fact that you can't. You I mean you can't reasonably use the near units or cloud in this clash of wills that is how do you feel about that i think because like th there will definitely be opportunities for them again in the next couple i think but so it's not like i think right now it feels worse than it will eventually but i think it is still a bit much just in general the amount of physical damage punish that this clash has i think it could have could have had either the lower spirit or the defense break punish and been okay but with both of them it's just kind of a bit much yeah and, and i just want to add i agree with everything you said dream i just want to add i don't mind like i, I think it's okay J just like dream said they're gonna have their time in the sun i mean a2 and 2b are amazing units you can use them everywhere so i don't care but I just feel it was unnecessary to antagonize a huge player base because I can see a lot of people being angry about spending so much of their resources on these two units and now getting completely shafted. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's, How do you I, feel? I, 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 I was pretty disappointed. I mean, you know, I, I absolutely expected the brand new unit to be the MVP. That's how it always is. Not a problem, but... You know, when I pulled for, like, Sukiko and Chizuru, I used them as, like, you know, all-star players for, like, two or three clashes in a row following that. So the fact that I went literally EX3 on both the near units and then the very next clash, they're, they're benched. Um, and, and, of course, they're, they're going to come back. Like, next class is probably going to be fine. They'll probably come back. They'll probably be in the top, like, four meta damage dealers. But just, like, literally the very next one they're benched it, it feels real bad it feels real bad yeah yeah i get you i get you although to be fair they did also get to shine in the current vision world not that that says much it's a very easy vision world but still yeah they'll be top in dvs and stuff as well but exactly 
Now, it's a bit weird. All right, but, but this is interesting. Let's see if the cow changes or if this is just going to be a test where we get to see what happens with a cow when only a handful of people can cap it. Yeah. So let's move on. Anyway. Let's let's actually talk about yeah, the it's, unit. It's, it's oh, sorry. been half an hour at this point, so... Sorry, what did you say? Yeah, I was just going, yeah, it's been like half an hour at this point. Let's get Holy into Holy shit, units. already? Oh my God, time flies <laughs> when you have fun and I just have fun with you too. So I love you too. Aw. You too. Wow. Wow, this feels like high school. Oh my god. Okay, alright. Let's actually talk about this fucking unit instead. So this is the MVP of the show. It is a uh, GLEX, of course. Uh, it's Ayaka. And she's not a healer. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Do we even have other Ayaka units than the healer Ayaka? Uh, there was. There's the Kimono Ayaka, who was oh, like yeah. a fire and light mage with some healing on the side, I think. Oh, that's true. I forgot about her entirely. But yes, yes, there's the Kimono Ayaka as well. Actually, and it, I was going to bring this up later, but now that it's been mentioned, this instance of Ayaka makes me very sad that Global does not support the skin system at all, because Kimono Ayaka is still one of my favorite sprites in the game. Oh. And the, this one, like, with the I just Christmas outfits, I feel feel a bit lame to me. I would much rather be able to swap them and stuff like Kaito and all that. I want to be able to swap them. So oh, okay. yeah, it's a real, it's a real shame that global doesn't support the skin system when it seems really easy to add to as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I fully agree. I hate uh, holiday themed skins. They ruin my experience for all the other days of the year that are not a holiday. Like imagine if fucking Sylvie was, you know, a Christmas Sylvie, you'd be bringing a Christmas unit to fucking every event all year. So I, I, I did not even think about that dream. That would be a fantastic thing for Ayaka to be able to change into one of her other skins. But in general, I'm, I'm very glad that we've, we're seeing her again. It's been a long time since she's had any love. And yeah, she's a fucking been, amazing unit. I have loved her every yeah. time she came out, honestly. I've been very fond of her since the early days. Yeah, she was my first real healer. And just a really broken healer as well. Super powerful. Man, those were the days. Those were, those were the golden days of FFB, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, there, there was definitely some uh, some cons back then too. But it, it was it was fun for, for different reasons. We, I mean, we I guess Tilith and Ayaka kind of broke the game in a way, right? Like with the endless healing and so on. It, it was a shift at least. But yeah, we were, we were definitely much less jaded back then. Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah. That's that's what... How long has this game been going on? Six years now? Yeah, bordering on six and a half. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's easy to get jaded after so many years, for sure. Okay, but yeah, so Ayaka, this time around, is an SLB unit. So this is nothing new to us anymore in the GLEX scene. And she is a triple element mage, right? Well, she's an ice mage with a couple of side elements. Yeah, okay, okay. That's, that's, I guess, a much more accurate way to put it, because I guess her only real damage is ice, then, if you put it that way. Yeah. The, the Earth and Light ones have decent mods, but just the lack of, like, amp support and stuff really knocks them down a notch. Okay. All right. All right. But she is a very competent dealer, right? Like, I mean, oh, yeah, Dream, you've yeah. done some she, calcs, and I saw Sinzar's calcs, too. Yeah. She's certainly r right near the top in Clash, and still pretty good in DV. Though I think not quite as impressive there from what I've seen, at least. Yeah. Yeah, Cesar, what, what are your thoughts? I, I saw that, like, on your sheet, she's top in Clash, and on DV, she's, like, half of top damage. 
which is still really good given that she actually has a very important support kit that we're going to talk about. Yeah, so it depends on if Global is going to continue uh, keeping the element locks that JP does. Um, we did last time and maybe even two times in a row. I don't remember if we did it before, but um, we definitely did it last time. And if going forward, um, we're going to keep element locking, uh, then the fact that she's a 100 ice amper is going to be a really big deal for some fights. Oh, because whoa, whoa, that whoa, makes you spoiled it. We haven't even talked about that ability yet, Cesar. Oh, my bad. My bad. I thought that was like the whole point of Yaka. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. I was just waiting for my opportunity to talk about Regina again. <laughs> okay, but yeah, she has a 100% AoE amp, right? Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's the same format as Sylvie stacking ones, but she only has one use of it instead of two. Wait, she only has one? I thought it was just a cooldown. Oh, no, no it's a Magnus. But, yeah, it's Magnus. Oh, oh, okay. It's annoying how much of her good stuff is on one use Magnuses, actually. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, yeah, I mean, what's the point, right? Like, you, you could just, if you don't want it to be spammable, just put it on a high cooldown, right? Like, put it on a 10, and then you can still use it yeah. more times in a fight, but it's not well, maybe realistic maybe not, for short fights, right? Maybe not 10, but even, like, 5 or 6, like her buff ones are, that's very infrequent. Yeah, so. exactly. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, it, it's then one turn of 100% amp in six turns, right? Like, that's... I agree. I think a lot of good stuff is on a single... The same thing with the 150 amps for, like, literally all the 150 units, right? It's such a shame. You use them once, and then basically they're garbage. Yeah. I mean, I could see, like, because the Ice One is a mimic of Sylvie, that being a two-use Grandus would be appropriate, I would say. Yeah. But, like, the killers definitely make more sense as a cooldown. And yeah. having her max burst as a grandest, like I get that it's it's fused with the 150 amp, and all of those from JP are one use grandesses. So I guess that makes sense as a grandest. Yeah, but, but I don't know why 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 are units like guns? You know, why do they have ammuni ammunition? That's what I don't get. Why do I get to use my big burst just once in a fight? They I get yeah. tired. They need to sleep. I I much more like the recharge uh, functionality. Like I don't know what it's called. Cooldown. Like, like uh, Esther and Olive? Yeah, exactly. I, oh, didn't that have a name? Magnus. I, I uh, think it was just recharging Magnus or something similar. Yeah, because like, I like that a lot more. Yeah, and, those, those are cool. And I mean, like, okay, so you could have, like, let's, I mean, let's look at 2B, right? Okay, let's say she has a 150 amp light amp, right? And let's say it's a, I don't know, 5 recharge, all right? That means you have to do 5 LBs in order to get it back. I think that's fine. I, I would be okay if, with that. I hate the fact that I can only use it once per fight. I mean, five LBs would be a bit excessive, but like, yeah, you, you could have um, Ayaka's Grandas be recharged by like her SLB. SLBs are great for recharging because they have their own innate cooldown. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I just think it's a shame. I just think it's a shame. I really like how Olive works, right? Like, her SLB gives her two charges, her normal mm. LBs give her one charge, so you kind of have to figure out a rotation based on that. Olive's is annoying because of how, A, like, the EX3 timing of it, ah, with yeah, the yeah. LB only between one out two, and it just starting on zero. If Olive started fully charged, it would be fine, but... Yeah, but then it, then I feel it would maybe be a bit too easy to fill it. But I I I, I agree with you. Like I, I think that yeah. like Olive That's is one of those point. units that you can say gets trickier to use once she's the extreme and not easier <laughs> because now you have to jump through more hoops. I think may, maybe for like if we're theoretically doing one for Ayaka, give make it start charged like it currently does, th 
3 recharge and make the LB recharge 1 and the SLB charge 2. So you, like, similar to Olive's, but, yeah, starts charge, but you have to use both an LB and an SLB to recharge it. And I would prefer that that to literally every single-use Magnus in the game, because it makes the units much more dynamic, and you get to also reuse them. Like, you get to also do trial and error without restarting the fucking fight. Oh, no, you know, like, I didn't do well on my burst turn, so I'll just try again. Instead of, oh, I'll just restart the fight, which is so lame. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Um, I agree with that. What more does Ayaka have? I mean, one thing just on the topic of her SLB timing, I'm glad that her SLB is not like 100% required for bursting, really. So you don't necessarily have to wait for... I thought that was her whole gimmick, that it's like you you use her SLB to amp Mm -hmm. her mods in order to do the big burst. Or? If you... If you want to absolutely maximize it with, then yeah, like the mod boost and the higher weapon imperil is important. But just regular, because like it's not needed for the amp, and you can get another source of three hundred percent focus externally. You can kind of just LB focus Magnus chain and get like most of her max burst in a shorter time frame. Oh really? Oh, that's interesting. That's that really good to know. It's quite like a nice little trait even if it's not so important. Yeah, okay, cool. So we've already talked about the fact that she has an AoE Ice Amp. We've talked about the fact that she has a Magnus that does her big damage. Um, Is there anything else worth mentioning about the unit itself? Just the AoE killers, really, that she's got. And those are obviously the current Clash races, right? The current one's plus base. Yeah, that's not bad. Three killers is not bad. It's all right. They are, again, they are on a grandest, but it's also five turns. And yeah. so 160 AoE, and she's got 200% for herself as well. Oh. That's pretty decent. I think she has five passive 200% killers, or six. So that's quite nice. But zero for the other races. So yeah, but still, of a coin still flip. makes it easier to gear. And this is where I want to mm-hmm. hear what Senzar thinks about her DV potential. So looking at Senzar's wailed out sheet, she does about half of our current meta damage, a bit more than half, but like somewhere around like 50-60% of their damage. But do you think Senzar, she's still worth bringing given that she actually does that damage while giving your party 100% amp? Uh, If you're going with an ice team, she's absolutely required. Um, But if you're not going for ice, like, are you going to slot her onto your thunder team as just a standalone damage dealer? I would say probably not. So it's, it's very specific if you're going with an ice But meta. would she ever make you choose ice? If I put it that way, let's say it's an ele- elementless DV, right? You can use any element. Would the fact that she exists ever make you do like, hey, ice is a really good element now? It really depends on where we're at. I would say at the current time, probably not, because I think based on the existing at-the-moment units, the meta would be light element because of near, surge, etc. Yeah. Um, I think going forward... With premium Laswell, you can build a team around um, ice, especially if Laswell gets global upgraded to 500 leader skill, which seems pretty likely. Okay. Um, I would say that, yes, in the future, a, a strictly ice team with Laswell, um, uh, Ayaka, as well as like Regina, and then some of the other upcoming ice units. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But yes, that, that, that could very well be a thing. Um, but I'm trying but, to understand your sheet and, 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 you know, you two will have to help me figure out the math here, but I'm looking at your sheet, right? And mm-hmm. Regina with one helper, um, 
does almost the same damage as Cloud. Like, she does 290 billion, he does 296. They're literally the same, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah, so you know, if you just bring only Regina and five helpers, you're basically bringing five Clouds? Well, no, no, because <laughs> each helper is not doing a double damage. So, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah Regina, <laughs> like, Regina by yeah. herself... Yeah, like Regina by herself is let's let's just say a hundred damage. Each helper is adding twenty, just ballparking whatever. Mm. So you know, so like one so helper, helper is one twenty percent, and then five helpers is just two hundred percent. Yeah, so you're doing Something the damage like of two units. Yeah, it's it's not that that's not the exact ratios, but you get the idea. Like okay, each okay. one is yeah. not doubling your damage yeah, in in general. Basically, her Regina's damage per slot actually goes down the more helpers she's using. Ah, okay, okay. I've never seen it like that. And and again, I'm, I'm a stupid man, so that's okay. Um, but that does mean that, you know, okay. Because I'm just thinking, then you I should actually prefer putting in some DPS alongside Regina instead of always trying to do a five-slot five, five slot team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, if, okay. once, you can, once you can fit all the support that you need, most like other good damage dealers will add more than another helper to Regina will. Cool. So yeah, often the best balance might be three or four or Regina plus two or three other damage dealers and a couple supports. Nice. And the reason yeah. why I'm bringing up Regina is maybe worth mentioning is because of course, obviously Ayaka has that 100% in peril that we talked about. Yeah. Because she, yeah, cause she Regina was very lacking on a good external ice amp for yeah. her big burst move previously. So it definitely bumped her up. So she's now number two in DV, which is interesting. Yeah, okay. So that's that's why I was kind of pushing on the ice thing. But now I understand, of course, five five helper Regina is still not five units. So ice is still suboptimal, yeah. given that you definitely want to use some of these units with 150% amps instead. Yeah, on, a, on if you have like all of the units and the DV is not element restricted, the... The elements that have more units with personal 150 amps are going to be better for now, like light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or thunder, I guess. There's cloud. Although we only have cloud with 150 thunder, Mm. right? Yeah, for now. But there's still, like, thunder is still one that also has an AoE 100% amp, which keeps it up there a bit. But yeah, like, ice is no longer a bad element anymore where it kind of was before. Yeah. Because of now that it has an AOE 100%. Yeah. I think okay. wind, wind is now pretty conclusively the worst element. Wind, because we have nothing on it, right? Yeah, we'll just, yeah, it has the worst AOE support options now. Yeah, we have now. Magic Mermaid, right? Yeah, or Bulwark. Or Barts. Until, until Barts arrives and makes it the best element. Oh, yeah. Wait, so well, so there's a new Barts? I, I remember you were super disappointed about a Barts in JP, but that's not that Barts, I guess. And then it's, Barrow it's brings part. us back to reality. Oh, yeah. so it is the super disappointing parts, goddammit. Yep, he's mid. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> but at least he makes it the best element then, right? No. That was a joke. Oh. Oh, I misunderstood I think, the joke entirely, okay. I mean, I think he, he helps it a little bit, but no. It's it, not. Not the best. A shame. That's I'd like parts to be good again. Jesus. It might no longer be the worst, at least. Yeah. Well, wait. What would be the worst then? Um, fire, not sure. possibly fire or dark until DOCs. Dark's not great right now. Probably Earth, just because Earth doesn't have anyone like to carry it. You know, we got Sylvie's amp, but That's you know, true. 
I mean, having the AoE 100% on everyone when Global has so many elementless units still, like, does a lot of work, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, agreed. Like, fire, the best you can do in fire is 45%, right? That's left here. You've got a single target 100% for fire. Yeah. Which is a bit similar to water, but water also has better fields. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we've All gotten right. distracted. We've got some upgraded units this for week sure, as for well. Sure. Let's talk about something that was incredibly disappointing to me, which is we got two intrinsic abilities um, in on this banner as well, um, or with this event. It's for Eldrin and Tiana, two units I like a lot. And, uh, you know, Dream, tell us, tell us what happened. Well, Tiana got just completely destroyed. She got basically a thousand magic and that's it for relevant stuff. Which is like the dumbest shit ever. Like, I mean, she is such a cool designed unit with an awesome sprite, cool kit um, that has a big problems in it, and they give her a thousand magic. It's like, what the actual fuck? Yeah, she would have been so easy to just slap mod boosts on. She and like she would have still had problems, obviously, but it would have at least been usable. Yeah. I mean, really, she needed more of a kit rework to like shore up some of those flaws. But yeah, she could have at least had mod boost to become somewhat good. Yeah. But yeah, so she got absolutely shafted. Which is Eldrin such a shame. a bit better, but still not amazing. Yeah, so Eldrin, I thought it was going to be good, but then somebody said, yeah, he's basically like Elena. Yeah, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Like, he got the, the same 2k attack and magic, which makes his stats decent, but he's still true dual wield, which isn't great right now, and and he's With horrible need. to gear for TDH. I tried, yeah. don't. Like, it's impossible. Very basically. bad to gear for TDH. And, yeah, his mod boosts give him alright sustained damage and slightly higher mod boost than Alina, but not by much. And, yeah, so he's just in a similar spot to her, but six months later. Which yeah, which tells a lot. Yeah, like, he'd still be okay in trials and stuff. But do you really want to spend crowns for something to be okay in trials? I mean, I did. I bought both immediately because I like both of the units very much. Even though I knew that it was... I mean, even before I knew Tiana's was absolutely worthless because I saw it was 1,000 magic and two killers. And I'm like, this is going to do nothing for her. But uh, I like the units, so I bought it. And I mean, we have so many... I had like, I don't know, 30 crowns or some shit. So... Also, ju just for reference, since I've seen a bit of confusion on it, the chain up passive on Tiana's one is is just the chain speed that's on like Oliveira's TMR and stuff. It's the really not important one. Yeah, exactly. It's a slap in the face for people thinking that it might have been the uh, Lightning SDMR. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it's it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. Wouldn't have helped her that much. And they are so bad that, you know, they could have... I mean, they are so old and bad units, they, they could have just, as you said, they could have just given them a bit higher amps. They would still be really bad, but at least you would feel better about getting the IAs. Like, this is the problem. This is the problem why we keep losing every single type of unit upgrades in this game. Because Gumi probably sits there with their fucking dashboards and see... Oh, well, look, nobody's fucking buying Tiana's IA. We should stop doing IAs. Yeah, no shit, nobody's fucking buying it. It's absolutely worthless. Like, yeah. make it worth our while. Yes. Like, if, if, if we were drowning in crowns, you would probably feel okay about Eldrin's as if it was an effectively free upgrade. You'd be like, yeah, okay, this gives them some niche usability, I guess. But yeah, because they cost a resource that's still 
reasonably limited, even if it's not super limited as it was. It ju- it just is a really hard sell. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and I mean, this is going to make it so that IA slowly die off as well. And we're definitely not getting any crown upgrades on units. Jesus Christ, that that's shit stopped. So, you know, this is why all of these systems die. Like it's like they don't understand that in order for players to really like a system and to you know spend on unit upgrades, you have to make the system worth your while. You like what is this shit? Like they could have just not upgraded Tiana and Eldrin, and they would be in the same place in the game as they are now. That's the sad part. Sorry, we, yeah. we we said we were going to talk about this for thirty seconds, and we've talked about it for like ten minutes. So maybe we should move on. <laughs> And then the best upgrade of the week. Yeah. Zidane. Zidane finally woke up like several months late and realized he had upgrades. So um, I have no idea what Zidane's upgrades are. Uh, so basically he got some upgrades to his kit that no one cares about. But more importantly, his STMR is now amazing. Super amazing. Oh, I heard about that. It's an autocast now, right? It's no longer singing. It is. It's just way shorter and it's much longer duration. So before, yeah. it would take six turns of a unit doing nothing for a one-turn buff. Now it takes three turns for a five-turn buff for the whole party. It is so much better and and more realistic to use in both Dark Visions and Clash of Wills. But that is really good. That's a 300% LB buff. Jesus. It's very good. In Clash, to be honest. But yeah, it's certainly a lot better than it was and is back to being quite usable in DV, I think. Very nice. Now you don't have to struggle if you can't bring that 300% LB buffer. I love it. Mm-hmm. But Zidane himself sucks, it sounds like. Yeah. it. He's in a, quite a similar vein to Emperor, I guess, because one of the main things is he now does... He's a 160 Wind Imperiler. He's got the 89% Defense Break, 87% Spirit, so kind of the swap of Emperor there. And then he has a 45% Dagger Imperil, which is high, but no one uses daggers. Yeah, kid does. And then, like, yeah, and then just a couple of his sort of niche little support things on the side that don't do too much, but just like a two-stack mirage and whatnot. I think that's pretty much the same as what he had before. Okay. But yeah, it's basically, he's got a, a wind imperil, a dagger imperil, and a decent defense break now. Well, I mean, that wind imperil might come in handy for players that might have Zidane, but not uh, Emperor, so there's that. I mean, yeah. it, it definitely sounds like good upgrades in a way. Remember the part where we said wind is the worst element, though? I do, but we also have a fight that requires wind. Actually, isn't Earth better for that fight? Yeah, that's kind of better for Reflection now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and one thing to note is, while he's not locked to, like, SLB cooldowns, he's got the format of... He has to wait several turns of stacking auto casts to actually get his max potency on his debuffs. Mm, okay, okay. At least for one of them, possibly both the break and the imperil. All right. I don't actually have the page open right now because I was like, eh, I don't care about him that much. <laughs> so I yeah. guess that's it for this week. There's already yeah, been an so. hour episode. Holy shit, time goes fast <laughs> when you're having fun. Yeah. I mean, with with next week's recording being right on New Year's, we could mention the one unit that we know is coming next week. That'll take like five minutes, and who, then we can skip next week. Who is that? Uh, we are getting Silent Night Charlotte. Who is oh, right. It was spoiled through Arena or something, right? Yeah. Arena shows it, and we also just saw in the data mine. Oh, okay. But, um, so Silent yeah. Night Charlotte is a some type of Christmassy unit, then? 
Yeah, she's the J- Oh wait, wait. JP Silent Knight as in the Carol or Silent Knight as in Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. It's it's a pun. Ah, so but she, so she yeah. is Christmas themed then. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is Christmas Charlotte. That's Ah, okay. What okay. She is. And yeah, she's just a directly ported JP Magic Tank with a very boring kit. Oh. Basically. That sucks. Very little of note. I like Charlotte a lot, actually. She's also one of my favorite units in the game. Uh, the the new Clash of Wills has given me new respect for these niche units that have these racial combos. Like Hyunkle went from a nobody to one of the best units in this Clash of Wills. So in the future, if we ever get a just beastly overpowered dragon insect Clash of Wills, uh, this unit could see use. But other than that, no. But that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, you know, maybe this is how they're going to start monetizing different tanks, just like they're monetizing different element lock DPS. But that's also like saying how Nelica can be good against like a stone machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, very specialized. Still. Okay, interesting. I I can't wait to see that sprite uh, coming in next week then, I guess. And since there's no app update next week, right, like, and no maintenance, this is already in the game. We're just waiting for, like, a timer to flip. Yep, all the data's already in. Okay, all right. Interesting, interesting. Well, it's at least a banner I won't be pulling on. So it's been a while since I didn't do dailies, and I feel like it's time again to start saving up at least a little bit. Uh, I managed to hit exact zero lapis during the Sayaka banner. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. That's nothing. Nothing, friend. <laughs> uh, did did you actually get a Yaka dream? Yeah, I, I actually managed to get two copies now, which is quite nice. I got one on the card step up, and then I've done one of the two 9Ks for Pity and got a second there. And I'm Ooh. hopefully saving up enough to actually get the Pity copy as well. But oh, I'm not nice. sure I'll quite make it, because I'm still like 7K away. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Fair. Very nice. Oh, yeah, I, w- I was very happy to get that second copy. Yeah. <laughs> You've reminded me, we, we never mentioned her equipment. Yeah, her I, I, so when you said second important. copy, I remembered it, and then I hope to God nobody would say anything, because the episode has been going on for an hour already. But now anyway, that you said a dream, we have to F- talk about it. <laughs> her STMR has a passive that fills 400 morale per turn. Yeah, it's if nice. everyone in the party is alive, right? Yeah, but it's a two-handed rod, so that's a bit restrictive. And it means you won't get dual world bonuses from like Sylvian Wilkes card. So, but, so it's a bit niche, but it's handy to have a couple, two or three. Yeah, but still it's slapping a- it, you know, like slapping that as well as Sylvie's card in a support gives you a really yeah. decent morale fill per turn passively. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Enough, that, that's made me remember some other thing that I didn't mention with Ayaka's kit. I think it's really sad that she has no spammable morale fill and no like healing at all. They could have just given a single ability that was like an AoE heal plus fill three or four hundred morale, or yeah. even put morale fill on her spammable chains. Well, I mean, like, technically like she things. has four hundred morale every turn, so yeah, but still, it's not really for her because you it, can give that yeah. like Kresnik or something. Yeah, sure. she has very little, very little to do on her off turns really because her chains are the only spammable thing. Yeah. And yeah, considering her roots, it's kind of sad that she didn't get a healing ability at least. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Not paying homage to to where she came from, right? And why she was popular in the first place, why everyone pulled for her. 
Well, she does have level eight white magic access, which is an improvement because most global exclusives forget that magic access even exists. So we can equip Holy on her to do something. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great <laughs> idea, Cesar. Oh my Non-healing. God, you saved the unit. <laughs> uh, good. Anyway, we kind of have what we want. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Cesar, like for chilling last that. minute. Sure thing. And as always, thank you, Dream, for making my days a bit better. You're welcome. Thank you for making my days a bit worse. It's okay. It's what I do. You know, I, I can only take as much credit. All right. So uh, I guess that's it. Merry Christmas, yeah, everyone. That's more than it. But yes, Merry Christmas. Well, happy holidays. Oh, yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.